Let's give a big hand for Jim Butler. Hey, thanks, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to see some smiling faces this morning. And I get the privilege of getting this thing connected to me. All right, there we go. One of my good friends that's part of my table, his name is Doug. And Doug is one of those individuals that flies under the radar. And he's stealth. But when you meet him and you have a chance to hear his story and talk with him, you know that he's been with Jesus. There's a deep, deep well in him. And every time that uh, we get together, we ride bikes once in a while, we hover back and there's this uh, communication either about our kids, but it always goes back about the living faith that God has given us and in that relationship with Jesus. So he's a warm individual. He's got his, uh, his job, his career is the same as Jesus. He's a carpenter. He works with wood. He owns a company that does wood veneering. And he's just a, a great guy, a wonderful guy. So we're all going to be blessed. So before he comes up, can we just stand and prepare our hearts through prayer? Heavenly Father, we first just start with the reality that it's at 7 o'clock in the morning and our mind is not woken up. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and make us alert so that we can hear your voice today, that our heart can be strengthened, our truth can be strengthened, our soul can be deepened. And we just ask, Lord, as Doug comes up, that he feels the camaraderie, the brotherhood that this special band brings. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's give it up for Doug. Good morning. Am I speaking? Can you hear me? So I just, I'm not good with microphones, so I'm going to try to pan and, and think and speak at the same time. Okay? So it's, I've had three cups of coffee, so I'm pretty cranked up. So, but good morning. I tell you, one of the, we moved, my wife and I moved here from Boca Raton a year ago last October and had a nice home comfortable life and God called us to come up here to help raise our grandkids. So one of the most blessings I have in my life is this group. And Jim is phenomenal. He's sincere. He's encouraging. And I'm, I'm sure each and every one of your groups are the same. So this is, don't ever, don't take this for granted. Young men, especially the young men, don't take this group for granted. It's, it's sincerely from God. Okay. He works in these groups. So today, the most important question we can ever answer accurately is, do we believe in Jesus? And that is it open for interpretation, right? The Islam believes in Jesus. Islam believes he was a great prophet. The devils believe in Jesus. In Matthew 8, they knew who he was. So it's not just about believing that Jesus was God, right? It's having a personal relationship with him. And I think in today's culture, in our world, we lose sight of that. We lose sight of it in our stories. We lose sight of it in the world because the name Jesus Christ is absolute power. And when you mention the name Jesus, all things change. You can talk about God. You can talk about religion in political circles, in any kind of circle. But the minute you bring up Jesus Christ, things change because it's power. So one thing you can know for sure is when you bring up the name Jesus, it's going to give, get a response from somebody, okay? Privately or openly. <laughs> so it can be either one. So today's verse, central verse, I'm going to read it in the ESV. I, I, 
I usually read the King James because I'm an old school dude, but uh, ESV is good too. This is Romans 10, 9, and 10. And what we can't do with the Word of God is just read it. The Word of God is not a book. It's the living, holy Word of God. So every word should be meditated on because God can open up tremendous spiritual blessings with every word and on a given day, any given day. So Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Nothing other than that is our salvation. That is our hope. Now, Jesus wants us to worship him in spirit and truth. And it's sometimes hard to be honest with God, isn't it? I've struggled with that. Sometimes if I pray, I kind of pass through some of the things I did. Just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but God, God knows my sins, right? You know, one of the most beautiful stories in, in the Bible is when Jesus went to Samaria. In John chapter 4, Jesus went to Samaria. Now, we don't really understand that, but Jesus going to Samaria and bringing a bunch of Jewish men with him was really extreme. It broke all the social norms. This is why the word of God is living, because it applied back then and it applies today, right? People hate each other, don't they? They hold resentment from the past. And Jesus broke that. He went to Samaria and he went to not only the outcasts that the Jews thought, Samaritans, but he went to a woman who wasn't living, you know, very well, right? She had five husbands and the one she was with wasn't her husband as well. So, you know, in most circles, in most social circles in, in that time and now, that's not even acceptable. And, and she is someone that God chose to go speak with. It didn't matter her status in society, what culture she was from, what skin color she had, what money she had. It was all about her soul. And that's what this is all about. Jesus Christ cares about our souls. And our story should reflect what Jesus has done for us. And, and for me, writing it down in my life, my story, and meditating on it, and then realizing that God can minister to me and bring back things in my life that he's used people, places, and things to bring me closer to him is amazing. But we have to have confidence in what we believe. And I really think today we struggle as men and as a culture in confessing the name of Jesus. We should be, if we have passion in what we believe, we, if you won the lottery ticket, would you say... I won the lottery ticket. Would you say that? You didn't even hear it, did you? <laughs> so, no. What would you be doing? Be honest. Excited. You'd be excited, right? You'd be excited. We should have that joy, right? But Satan wants to beat us up. And what I want to talk about is how can we know for certainly that we are saved? It's so important. God gave us Romans 1, 19, it, for the invisible things of him are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. All creation cries out. We are off the hook. We are not responsible for saving people's souls. God is. We are his servants. And then he, get, he sent us the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 6, it's a good thing I'm leaving because you're going to get a helper, right? And he's coming to convict us of sin, declare the righteousness of God, that we are not up to the standard, no matter what, how good we think we are, because we're not good. And what else? Judgment. God's going to judge us. And so 
we have an opportunity to serve God, to declare the most beautiful thing I've ever done. One of the most joyful things I've ever done is shared the gospel. And I've also not shared the gospel, right? I've been afraid to. I'll admit that. I have passed on it a couple times. And you know what? God's not like, oh, that guy's going, he's not going to be with me now because of Doug. No, God sends somebody else. There's some different examples God's put on how he reaches people. I'll give you my son's example. Colin, he's my youngest, went to a Christian school his whole life, Good, got saved when he was seven, and he's been following the Lord. Not very eventful, is it? Then there's other people I know, like a missionary from Sudan that I have, have met. His testimony was unbelievable. Basically, he was from an Islamic family, got deathly ill, went into a hospital. He was very, very bad shape, and a man came up to him and said, do you believe in God? And he said, I believe in Jesus. And he became a missionary. The Spirit of God is powerful, folks. I don't know how he does it, how he works, but it doesn't have to make rational sense to us, right? It makes sense to him. The Holy Spirit is powerful. Then my own story. You know, God knows uh, what, what it takes for me. You know, my mother was killed when I was seven in a car accident. My father decided that uh, he didn't want to be a father anymore. <clears throat> I lived in a lot of different places. And a couple of, couple of people that were in my life brought me to a church. I don't know where this church is in California. I don't know what day of the week it was, but I heard the message. And as a 10-year-old boy, crawling, crying like a baby, I went up front and confessed the name of the Lord. And you know what? It was that experience that gave me confidence as I grew older because I didn't follow the Lord very well as a young man. But I always went back to that. Another way we can know that going on to how we can know whether we're saved is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Are you convicted when you don't do something that he wants you to do? I'm not talking about the things we shouldn't do. We, those are the obvious things, right? But we like to sometimes gloss over what God wants us to do. How do we serve God? You want to be blessed? If I want to be blessed, we have to do something. God put it in our DNA, our soul, to serve him, to glorify him, to bless him. And the way we do that is to love people. It's just, it's remarkable that we fight the one thing that we need to do. We need to love others. We need to be asking the Holy Spirit what we need to do each and every day. So I would encourage us all, you know, one of my go-tos is to start my day by confessing my sins. And it's hard. It's brutal sometimes. I don't like to confess my sins. I don't know if you guys love it. Uh, <laughs> You know, confessing our sins, the things we shouldn't do is obvious. The things we should do that we don't do, that's another story. And we need to take that step of faith and ask for forgiveness each and every day. And then meditate on God's word. You know, don't read God's word. Receive God's word. Okay, we got to put it in our heart. And whether it's one verse or it's ten verses, receive it. And then obey him each and every day. So I would just encourage you to confess the name of Jesus as young men, as all men. It doesn't matter what age we are. Jesus did the best work he did his last three years of his life, right? Thank you for your time. We recognize, and I'm speaking to the guys online, we recognize that not everybody that is sitting at your table, necessarily table captains, is a Christ follower. 
yet. All right, so this first question, when you approach this question at your tables, online guys especially, listen, you know, feel free to recognize that not everybody that's at the table is a Christ follower, okay? So they have the freedom to pass on this question and just listen to the stories of others. So the same thing applies here. So guys, just recognize that not everybody sitting at the table says, you know, I've made that commitment. I've already, I'm already there. Now, we would love for everybody to be able to say that, but we recognize that not everybody is there yet. So great three questions that you've created for this morning for dialogue. So men, we're going to go into our table talk. So enjoy this time. <laughs>